Does someone at Subway like me? The person at Subway gave me a free orange juice. Further cementing my belief that at least someone at the Subway likes me. But it's possible that it's just, you know, giving a free sample or something. That's a fucking huge free sample. Finally getting my teeth realigned. So I've booked myself in chat to get an examination to see if I'm suited for this. You know how you've got the, they originally had braces and then they moved to like Invisaligners where like they're basically invisible and it's like a guard thing you put on your teeth and it straightens them and stuff. They now have an even better one where you only have to wear it like 12 hours a day. Like mainly when you're sleeping and stuff. Cause I could never do braces or anything like that. Cause I'm a, you know, I, I, I do online content. Yeah, cause you probably can't see it, but my teeth are like ever so slightly crooked. Like tiniest amount. I'm down the bottom, but it's a little bit worse. But I've always been a little bit self-conscious about it. So I was like, you know, if I can get it sorted without it interrupting anything else in my life, why the fuck not, you know? A person has repeatedly DDoSed GTA streamers by taking their IP addresses from Social Club. Basically, the dude is just hanging out in the GTA section, DDoSing people, right? Rockstar has no security. There is literally no reason why GTA Online has to be set up the way that it is, except it's cheaper to do it. Rockstar has pushed security onto its user base. It's up to the users to spend $30 a month to get themselves a mod menu. It's up to the users to spend hundred-ish dollars to get themselves a VPN, to deal with all the issues of VPNs to defend themselves. That's not Rockstar's problem in their mind. It doesn't matter how much hundreds of millions of dollars that they get, they will not care about this issue. They have long since stopped valuing uh, positive sentiment, community sentiment, and maybe in a business sense, that makes sense. Like, let's be real, it doesn't matter how shitty Rockstar is as a company, if GTA 6 is good, people will still buy it. Like, it's hard to get into that mindset. I'm sure the higher-ups at Rockstar are just like, you know, anyone in my shoes would do the same. It's just business and all that stuff. It's just business being a great slogan to justify any level of uh, atrocity, any level of harm onto the consumer. It's just business. The only person to blame, or people rather, is Rockstar Games. Like, literally, they're the only people blameable in this situation. I mean, the arsehole doing it can be blamed, but there's always going to be arseholes in the world. This video is sponsored by Skillshare, which is an online learning community with thousands of inspiring classes that help creators explore new skills, deepen existing passions, and get lost in creativity. Millions of creative and curious people use Skillshare to learn about a seemingly endless variety of topics such as film and video, graphic design, web development, animation, productivity, and more. Being a member means you get unlimited access to all their classes, which includes a combination of video lessons and a class project to fit any schedule or skill level. If you're looking for somewhere to start, I recommend Productivity Habits That Stick, using Time Theming by Mike Vardy, who is a writer, speaker, and productivity strategist. Mike introduces the concept of breaking down the week into particular themes. For me, these themes would be housework, YouTube, streaming, etc. With each day having a particular theme, I was able to slot out my necessary tasks into their assorted days, increasing my productivity without the burnout of overworking myself. Time theming helps you work smarter, not harder, something that's definitely ideal for anyone dealing with an overwhelming amount of work, but little time, like myself. 
Mike's course helps you work on your daily routine with tools and techniques to optimize your productivity. Skillshare is curated specifically for learning, meaning there are no ads, and they're always launching new premium classes so you can stay focused and follow whatever captivates you. The first thousand of my subscribers to click the link in the description will get a free trial of premium membership so you can explore your creativity. Thank you Skillshare for sponsoring this video. Summit 1G on speedrunning GTA 5. You know, once upon a time, Summit 1G did say he wanted to check out GTA 5 speedrunning. And that he might speedrun it himself. True story, I'm not lying to you. Summit had recently speedrun Ocarina of Time. Any percent. I had just gotten the classic percent world record. I can't remember why I donated to Summit. It's the only time I've, I ever donated to him. And I mentioned in the donation that I speedrun GTA 5. He's like, oh, really? That's cool, man. Thinking about checking that out myself, maybe doing some speedrunning myself or whatever. And I, I, I thought at the time, like, there's no fucking way that Summit would ever speedrun this game. Because <laughs> when when most people think of speedruns, they think of things like Ocarina of Time or whatever. Like, you just, just massively skip huge sections of the game. The occasional comment that calls my Facts and Glitches series fake. I had someone leave a comment. I can't taxi into the ocean. My cab driver spooks when I aim at him. The game won't warp me to the hospital when I kill myself and switch. And I'm like, you're not taxiing far enough out. You haven't whistled for the cab. And it only sometimes works. And he responds like, oh, I'm sorry. Okay, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> I'm surprised I don't receive more of those comments where people are like, this is bullshit, man. You're just trying to bamboozle me. You're using mods or some shit. It's the first comment where someone was like, these aren't true. And I'm like, aha, I know exactly why you can't do any of these things, motherfucker. Not only do I know the facts, I know why you fail at them, you know? My thoughts on maturity and what defines it. It's really weird how mature YouTubers aren't as big as immature ones. It depends where you're defining mature. All of the YouTubers who are big now are more, probably more mature than they used to be because they've grown up over the years that they've been popular, right? And it's hard to know to what extent any shown immaturity is just a matter of, um, you know, just a, a persona done for YouTube. But who cares about maturity? I should have said this at the beginning. Who, who fucking cares? If you're enjoying yourself doing something, you're not harming anyone. Who gives a shit what you're doing? Like, people would call me immature for playing video games for a living and, like, watching anime or something. Who gives a fuck? To me, the greatest sign of maturity is knowing what matters and who matters in terms of their opinion. In high school, we, when we're kids, we worry all about what these other people think of us and it doesn't fucking matter and we stress out about stuff that doesn't matter. As we get older, we realize it fucking doesn't matter. Knowing what matters is a sign of maturity. YouTube comments make me feel smart. I've never considered myself overly brilliant. But the longer that I've spent on YouTube and Twitch talking to people, the more brilliant I've felt. <laughs> Clearly, there's a selective bias in terms of who's likely to leave a comment. And I've, I've, I've talked to, through YouTube and Twitch, some very profound people who know a lot. I'm not saying everyone who watches Twitch or YouTube is dumb, but you'll get these, these comments and you're like, like, this is just the dumbest stuff I've ever read before in my life. When you have people who respect your opinion and will say to you, oh, you seem very bright, it's hard to ignore that. But I know I'm not a genius, but reading YouTube comments sometimes makes me feel like one. 
people who know effectively nothing can be very confident despite that and you see that so much in the youtube comment section it's just disturbing though when you read a comment garbled english terrible spelling terrible grammar but the person speaking is uh, asserting things that you can demonstrably prove are false but they're asser asserting it with high levels of confidence and they were so confident in what they're saying that they were willing to leave it as a YouTube comment. That's just disturbing, you know? I try to always look up stuff before I put it out online. Maybe it's because of what I do for a living? No, I think even before that. Whenever I'd be responding to people in the YouTube comment section and stuff, whenever I'd make an assertion, I would try and Google it. Just to make sure that, like, at least, like, overtly, if things seem to support what I was saying. Even to show like just some link where it's like, yeah, look at this, this thing seems to support what I'm saying. On very rare occasions, I would Google what I was trying to assert, and I'd be like, oh, actually it might be wrong about this, or actually there might, it might be more complicated than I originally thought, and I just wouldn't write the YouTube comment. <laughs> probably, probably been worth it to still write the comment and be like, you know, this is what I thought, but it doesn't seem to be the case. Everyone's wrong about stuff, I guess. When I was younger, one of the things that stopped me from doing a lot of stuff in life was fears of uh, embarrassing myself or looking stupid or whatever. Helps you and hurts you because it prevents you from, you know, putting yourself out there sometimes. But other times it does stop you from looking like an idiot. Why I deleted my older channels. I had two old channels and uh, just recently I deleted them both. It was somewhat painful. But both channels had been demonetized for different reasons. And there was always the possibility that at least for one channel that still had some content on it, that I might be hit with a copyright strike or the channel might receive enough strikes to be closed down and that would um, affect you know, my potential monetization of this channel. Or that maybe I've left a comment somewhere that you know, five years from now, I think I could reasonably defend everything that I've ever said. I don't recall myself ever being uh, you know, a, a massive dick or just insensitive to people. I don't, I don't know, you know, the kind of stuff that people care about these days. I don't recall myself ever being an extreme on anything. But, I mean, I don't remember everything I've ever said on YouTube. So there's always the possibility that something will come up and I'll be like, ah, oh, shit, this will cause some controversy or something. There was no there was no benefit outside of, like, nostalgia or sentimental reasons or, or whatever for me to keep those channels. So I just, I just cut them. Um. New Game Plus in Grand Theft Auto 5. Oh my god. How sweet would it actually be to add that to GTA 5? What would the rules be? Something like, every New Game Plus, you get half the bullets. With every New Game Plus, you need one additional headshot to kill someone. You shoot someone in the head, and that takes off, like, their armor, and shoot someone in the head, and they die. Then they die. Your cars move a certain percent slower. You have a certain percent less stamina. Are teachers our best and brightest? The people who you'd probably want most teaching people are people who could get more money or achieve more in life doing other jobs. Because yeah, there's a lot of demands on teachers and a lot of frustrations with... Like, not a lot of people want to deal with um, dozens upon dozens of children, right? A lot of hassles related to teaching and whatnot that don't exist in other careers. I mean, I'm sure some people who do fail to get other professions go into teaching. But certainly some people are legitimately passionate about teaching and wants to teach the next generation and whatnot. And these are probably the people who we want to be teaching. You know, you're shaping the next generation and stuff, but at the same time, kids can be little shits, right? 
you'd have to do a shitty parents. So shitty parents, shitty kids. And every year you'd effectively being, you'd be, you'd be rolling the dice in regards to who you get the next time around, you know? Like, like working with people in general has a lot of frustrations, it seems to me. What I think about UK. Viper's thoughts on UK. Both quite good letters of the alphabet. I don't think we could uh, really go on without them. Certainly some K's are superfluous, being silenced, but I mean, U certainly is in a lot of different contexts. Very valuable. It can even be considered a shortened version of the uh, Y-O-U, which, you know, saves time. So, I'd rate U like a 9 out of 10, and a K like a 7 out of 10. Thoughts on the United Kingdom? Seems pretty good. I wouldn't mind living there. Uh, I like the weather. Dreary and rainy. Every British person I've met seems to be nice. People say my accent is somewhat British. I don't know why I said that about people being nice. I just mean my perception of uh, the average British person would seem to suggest that they're not uh, people who would be openly hostile to my uh, existence. I, I don't know what I'm talking about. Because I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm talking nonsense really because of course there's a selective, there's a selective bias in terms of who I'm likely to meet or see who, uh, in regards to people who are British, I mean. But I, I would never see any real, real reason to move out of Australia. Some people think glitches in speedruns are cheating. Talking to friends about speedrunning, I remember back when I had real life friends. I mentioned speedrunning Dark Souls 1, and not me personally, but and the guy's like, oh, what, they just use glitches? That's just like cheating, man. And you don't expect to meet people like this in real life. And you just sit there confused for a moment, like, what? Traditionally, cheating in games is meant to make things easier. Glitches don't necessarily do that. Sometimes the glitches are harder than the thing that you're trying to do. <laughs> you know? I, mean, I would almost say usually. I am the only Australian that uses forks. So today, this morning, I looked in my drawer, and I'm like, there's no more forks. There's like six forks in this entire fucking house. I'm buying some forks today. And so I went to Woolworths, and I looked at the place where the cutlery is, and no joke, there is like 400 containers of spoons, 400 containers of every knife you can imagine, but no forks. I was there for a good five minutes going, this can't be the case. There, I'm, I must be going blind. There, there must be a fork somewhere here. I found some forks in like dinner sets of like, where I have to get like knives, spoons, and forks together. And so I'm getting like four forks for like $20 or some shit. I don't know how much it costs. There was no price there, but it was, it, it, it's clearly, I don't want the other stuff. I got tons of knives. I got tons of spoons. I just want some forks. And apparently that's too much to ask for. I assume that I'm the only Australian in the world who eats food with forks. That's, that's my assumption that I've gotten out of this. Imagine being one of the useless Avengers. I wonder if Black Widow and Hawkeye, the actors are like, man, why couldn't I have played some other character? Why why couldn't I have been more significant? I mean, sure, it's it's good to be included regardless, but like, you're crying all the way to the bank or whatever, right? Hawkeye is the best, don't at me. He's the best at not being significant. Wasn't he not in Endgame? You get to the end of the movie, you're like, was Hawkeye not in that movie? <laughs> you exist in a world where magic exists and you know about it and you have access to people like, from As you have access to gods, people from Asgard and shit. 
Wouldn't you, wouldn't you be like Thor? Hey Thor, I feel a bit underpowered here with my normal bow and shit. Sure, it's advanced technology, but like, can you like make me like a Mjolnir, but a bow, please? You'd be like, oh yeah, sure, puny human. You've, you've kind of been weighing us down. Here, take this fucking bow that shoots lightning bolts or some shit. Oh, guy is pretty useless. Relatable, though. What's your role on the team, Hawkeye? I'm here to be relatable. Being you is fine. You don't need a textbook definition. My advice, Maywell, is never attempt to self-diagnose. Don't, don't worry about trying to find some classification that suits you. Just, just live your life, man. Because the second you start trying to classify yourself and find... Uh, classifications or characterizations or whatever you want to call it that are uh, that suit you you you'll start Changing to suit those classifications, right? You'd be like, oh, oh yeah, I've, I've got these five things I know about those five things. Well, yeah, maybe I do have those five things and you you know it'll, it'll shape How you define yourself right? it and, and how you act and stuff. It's not good understand yourself within the context of you as a and your surroundings as opposed to some definition in a textbook or whatever, right? Humans versus machines. In my opinion, there's nothing as accurate as a human being. Well, that's clearly false. A machine is able to receive more information than a human can possibly ever receive. A machine can look 360 degrees. It, it can see heat. It can see ultraviolet. It, it can make computations orders of magnitude faster than a human can. That's clearly false. Humans have the ability to... to um, to think outside the box and to innovate or um, to respond to novel problems in a way that machines can't or to make their own goals. But outside of that, humans suck. I mean, machines don't get tired. <laughs> There's a reason why the best chess player is a machine. I just watched a video yesterday looking at um, the fastest piano player or whatever versus the same song played by a machine. The human gets up to like 196 beats per minute. And the machine gets up to like 500 and something, and it's still playing perfectly. Certainly machines can't do everything. If you want a machine to do something new, call up a programmer, get them to work for a couple of weeks, programming some new code, bugging, troubleshooting. You want a human to do something new, you're like, hey man, do this. Like even, even the most simplest new thing could be very hard for a computer to understand enough. To be able to do, but humans like, look, need you to take out the trash, tie it this way, chuck it in the bin. Five seconds. We have some things on machines, but once a machine is is programmed to do something, it'll probably be better, you know. So the the best the best example, Luke, is there's a game called Go. You've probably seen it in movies. It was thought impossible for a machine to play Go. Because there was effective, there was effectively infinite combinations, and you kind of just need to feel how to play. Intuition based on endless games about what's most likely going to be the best way to play. Like like chess is simple compared to go. Like a machine would go through every single calculatable possible move until it made its move, but to do all those calculations, it might take a hundred years, kind of thing. But the algorithms was eventually improved, and they had this AI verse. The, the world master at Go. It wasn't simply that he lost. The machine taught him how to play Go. Like, it was 
it was playing in ways that he didn't understand until many moves later. He was like, oh my god, that's why it's doing what it's doing. The machine basically revolutionized how to play the game. It was just able to think of things that... Uh, or, or find ways to solve a problem that, that humans had just never thought of before. Machines are very specialized, where humans are more adaptable. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel. It costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.